Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. They begin to share with you that um, about legislating and moving forward in the authority of the Lord. And one of the things we have to understand is that if we don't mix our faith with God's word, then don't expect anything to take place. You have to move with the spirit of God. Sometimes we sit here and we battle, shouldn't I or should I? We have to move with the spirit of God. And so therefore, I'm going to tell you today that if you don't mix your faith with the word, then don't expect anything to take place for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The weight or the presence of God is so sometimes uh, it's misidentified that when we misidentify his presence, a lot of times we misunderstand the weight of glory that's supposed to come forth and why is the presence of God moving here, but the person next to you just sitting there like, what's happening? And, and, and what happens is, is that one person is sensitive to his presence and the other person is just looking like they're sitting there like a bump on a pickle. How is that? How is God moving like that? It's not that God is for one person and not for the other, but one is hungering and one is not. Hallelujah. Come on down. I'm just saying. So when you hunger and you thirst, you shall be filled. When you seek after him, you sh he shall be found of you. Come on now, when you, when you run after him, you will be found with him. God will not leave you hanging if you go after his presence. Hallelujah. But a lot of times we get wrapped up in what you're going to do for me. We get wrapped up in how it's going to get done instead of just saying, Lord, I want to be in your presence. Hallelujah. The ultimate goal is not really what he can do for me. The ultimate goal is his presence. Hallelujah. I can tell you, this is not even where I'm going, but with, with Abraham, he told Abraham in the book of Genesis, I think it's 15, Abraham, I'll be your exceeding great reward. And Abraham turned around and said, but, but Lord, what you going to do for me? I'm going childless. Abraham, you didn't understand what he just said? I'll be your exceeding Great. In other words, Abraham, whatever limits you put, I will go beyond that. And Abraham was still concerned about what you're going to do for me. Sometimes church was still like that. Because we don't understand the weight of glory. Whew. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to understand your weight of glory so that I won't miss what you're doing. Even Nicodemus, who had the word, did not understand Jesus, who he was and what he was doing because our minds hasn't been transformed. Ladies and gentlemen, let me share this with you. That's what the kingdom of God is all about. Getting our minds to like that of God. Ah, uh, to getting our minds to like that of, of God so that we can walk in agreement, true agreement, like Jesus did. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to call himself equal with God, because Jesus understood the Father. So that even when Jesus spoke, the Father backed him up. Hallelujah. 
Saints of God, we have to let our minds be transformed. A lot of times we still think earthy. So when we pray kingdom come, let us be prepared for a shift in our minds to think like the Father so that when we decree a thing, we shall see the thing. Woo, come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Go with me. Go with me to the book of Luke, chapter 4. And you got to say, man. You don't say, hold up. Thank you, Lord. As you're turning to the book of Luke chapter 4, understand what is already taking place. Jesus was led of the Holy Ghost into the wilderness to be tempted. And the Bible says, and afterwards. So this is not on the fast. This is after the fast. He still hadn't eaten. And he was tempted of the wicked one. And so we already understand the three different types of temptations he was given. And then the Bible says that, and he came to Nazareth, verse 16. Oh, correction, yeah, he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, custom was, you can underline that or uphold that in your mind, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And it was delivered unto him the book of Esaias, which is Isaiah. And when he had found the book and opened the place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to send to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again unto the minister and sat down. And all the eyes of them in the synagogue were fastened upon him. And he began to say unto them, This day, this is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all of them bear witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's sons? I'm going to stop right there real quickly. And I want us to understand something. This was not the first time that scripture was read in that synagogue. The Bible says this is not the first time that Jesus had stood up to read. Because the Bible says, as his custom was, so that lets me know it was a traditional process for Jesus to go to the synagogue and possibly every now and then to stand up and read. But on this day, something took place. On this day, there was something different. Well, what happened, Brother McCoo? Well, you got to go back to find out what took place that week. See, Jesus was baptized that week or openly ceremonialized that week as a priest. Jesus was dipped in the Jordan by John that week. And the Bible says that the voice of heaven or the Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove and remained. 
A lot of times we look for the Holy Ghost to, to, to operate within us, and that is absolutely great. That is the initial sign of your salvation. But there is a whole nother process when you're ready for ministry and you're ready to start shifting the earth, when you're ready to start bringing legislator into the earth from kingdom into the earth where the Holy Spirit has to remain upon you. That's the same presence, but a whole nother weight. Well, what you mean, Brother McCoo, the same presence, a whole nother weight? Apostle Clay spoke to us about how the presence of the Lord is like the wind. And he spoke to us like when the air conditioner blows, we don't see it, but we feel it. That's wind. Air conditioner blows, wind. When a tornado blows, it's when? When a tsunami begins to erupt, it's when? When a dust devil blows, it's when? But what's the difference? The difference is not in the wind. The difference is in the weight of the wind. It's in the weight of the wind. Whatever the purpose of the wind needs to do, the weight changes. God is already shifting this house. That's why we feel the weight is shifting. It's weightier. It's heavier. But if we don't let our minds be transformed, when we come in thinking it's the same okie-dokie or the same process, what happens is we'll misinterpret the weight and we'll walk out untransformed. Well, what you mean you'll walk out untransformed? See, you got to understand something. There is a certain weight of glory that is necessary to bring transformation. Well, what you mean? Well, Abraham was Abram in the presence of God before he was called Abraham. But when once God started showing him a whole nother weight of glory, then he could no longer be Abram, but he had to be Abraham. Why? Because, see, revelation comes when there's a weight of glory. And only through revelation is there transformation. Well, anything I say, I like to get it proven. So let me show you something. Remember Jacob, trickster, supplanter? Well, when he was at Peniel, which means the face of God, and the face of God brings the presence of God. Well, I got to pause right there because I want to make sure I teach something. As air is to humans, the glory is to God. I'm going to say that again. As air is to humans, the glory is to God. God can go nowhere without his glory. You will never see his glory and you don't see his very presence. And so what happens is, when Jacob was in the face of God, which is what word Peniel means, what happens is he was encountering the glory of God. The angel of the Lord was there. He, and he had a wrestling match with it. And of course, we understand that the wrestling match, Jacob was, was, was disjointed at the hip. But what happens is he was not just disjointed at the hip. He was changed from the inside out that he was no longer could be Jacob, but he had to be a new man called Israel. 
So what are you saying, Maku? What I'm trying to tell you, a lot of times we want to be transformed, but we go through earthly means for the transformation. The only way you can be transformed is in the presence of God, but it has to be a certain weight. It ain't just in the goosebumps. It ain't just being slain. You have to allow the weight of God to take your mind and discard it to receive the mind of Christ so that you begin to walk in the word. Abram went from Abram to Abraham. Jacob went from Jacob to Israel. Somebody just began to discuss Paul on the road to on the road of Damascus, but he was Saul on the road, but he encountered a presence and in that presence, he encountered glory. And from that, he realized he no longer could be Saul. So what I'm trying to tell you this morning, we have to hunger for the weight of glory to walk in that transformation. Jesus told them in the, in, in, in the synagogue, what I've just spoken to you, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. He didn't, he's never said that before. And because he didn't say that, that lets me know that he did not bring revelation on that scripture because now this time, this house is going to be changed. This synagogue was going to be changed because he brought forth revelation. Revelation shifts you. When God reveals what you do not know from his standpoint, it brings a shifting, but only until you receive it. Jesus said, what I've just spoken to you, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. And what's so awesome, if you read on down and look on down, there was a demon sitting in the church. Have you come to torment us before time? But what's so awesome is that, but that same demonic spirit was there all the time. Why was it comfortable? It was comfortable until a certain weight that brought fear and trembling had to be established. Sometimes you're wondering why can't you cast out devils? You have to ask, Lord, I need to have the capacity to carry a certain weight of glory of your presence so that when I encounter demonic spirits, they come with fear and trembling. It's available to all of us. This is not just for the select few, but it's you got to hunger. You have to thirst. You have to know how to love being in his presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Let me share something with you. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. The kingdom of God is not just in preaching. Preaching only with no demonstrations is not the gospel. It is not the kingdom. The kingdom of God comes with demonstrations. Everything Jesus preached, he demonstrated. So therefore, we got to understand, as carriers of this kingdom, carriers of this word, we must demonstrate everything or be prepared to demonstrate. Don't talk about healing if you're not willing to lay hands. Hallelujah. 
Be ready to be the voice of God when you talk about the prophetic. Talk about word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Be prepared to interpret dreams or begin to ask the Lord for interpretation. We must be prepared to be the manifestation of the invisible God. So that when the people see us, they can not only say, but I see the Father. I'm going to show you something. And this is going to bless you. Go back to, I'm going to correct you. Go to John chapter 2. Got to say amen. Look at verse 11. This is the beginning. This, of course, this is when Jesus began to manifest or turn the water into wine. And the Bible says in verse 11, this is the beginning of miracles that Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. He manifested glory through demonstrations of turning water into wine or a miracle which birthed a belief in the disciples. Once again, we need a certain weight especially when you talk about witnessing in the street, to bring forth the faith in the unbeliever to believe. I know a lot of time we go out religiously and we want to share Jesus and that's good. And we wonder why there's no transformation. We have to operate in glory. We have to operate consumed in his presence. Well, Maku, what is glory? Because a lot of times we can't take for granted that people know what things are, even though they've heard it before. Glory is the atmosphere that encompasses or capulate, capsulate the presence of the very person of God. Everything who God is, is also recognized in his glory. The atmosphere that surrounds God shows the very person of God. So the glory of God can declare righteousness. The glory of God can declare holiness. The glory of God can, can declare justice. The glory of God can bring healing. The glory of God can bring any, anything, anything that who the Father is. The glory of God. And let me share this with you. Without the glory of God... You only have religion. Well, how do you say that? Well, guess what? Remember we just read as his custom was? Tradition. As the tradition was of the people. Well, why weren't the people changed before? And Jesus and the whole people still read Isaiah 61 and other scriptures. Why wasn't there a transformation before then? Because there was no glory. 
There was no glory present. And so what we have to understand is when the glory of God is present, it's simply saying that the Father is present because where the glory is, he is. Hallelujah. And where he is, the atmosphere is set for transformation. The atmosphere is set for healing. The atmosphere is set for miracles. The atmosphere is set. But one of these, we have to understand, we carry that presence. We have to be, we have to be so tangible, I'm correction, we have to be so pliable enough to say, Lord, whatever you want to do, here I am, do it through me. The glory of God. It's presence and it's for us. Hallelujah. And one of the things, it's our responsibility for delivering the glory of God. It's our responsibility. If it's going to get done in the earth, it's got to be done through his people. And you can't look for trees to do it or animals to do it. You can't look for like in the days of Balak and Balaam. You got to look for, no, it's our turn. It is the day of the church. The church is the chosen ones to carry the glory of God. Hallelujah. And this is the day that the Lord has caused this house, but in particular, but not just this one, to shift and say there's a greater glory already present. No longer can you just think the way you used to think. No longer can you just begin to operate in the old dimension. You have to come to a new dimension. You're going to find out really quickly that the old ways don't work. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Why? Because we go from glory to glory. And each round of glory brings a new level of thinking. Each round of glory brings a higher level of operation. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord is calling the body not just to, to, to operate in a, in, a, in a simile or in a, in a, in a lookalike, but no, but to be the actual, actual presentation of him. If we're going to represent Jesus, if we're going to represent the Father, understand what the word means. The word means re, which means to do over. My wife's an English teacher. I know if I'm wrong, I'm going to get in trouble. So it means to do over. That means to re-present. Do over the same presentation of Jesus. But some of us have become, I'm going to say this, and this may get me in trouble, but it's okay. I'm free enough. Some of us want just enough Jesus to escape hell. And then we're okay with it. I want just enough not to go to hell, and I'm good. But for those that are hungry, that want to see what Jesus saw, you want to do what Jesus did. You want the Father to, to see and be glorified in you and through you. And then you are those that have an ear to hear. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I'm almost finished. I'm not going to, I don't believe in holding people, but longer than what the Father has to say. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And also, in the last part of this is when about transformations. About transformations. You have to have a revelation. 
And that only comes in the glory. The real you, the actual you, was created in glory. So the only way to know the real you is in glory. And I'm not here to put a play on words. And a lot of times we still cry out unto God, but we cry out to God for the things that hurt us and ache us or the things we think we need, but not necessarily cry out to God for who he is. So therefore, a lot of times we don't really see the real us. We don't see the real us. The real you is in glory. That's the you that will please God, but that's the you that can be used by God. And so therefore, how do we get to that point, Brother McCoo? Well, you have to cry out to God for God. Because understand something, I'm going to share this with I just shared this with my household. You can be used for a moment and not be pleasing to God. Remember, in every house, there's vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. Well, you could be a paper plate and be used for the moment and be discarded. Or you could be fine china and be used every time and bring pleasure every time the master looks at you. So what I'm trying to tell you, I don't want to just be used, oh God. You could get bored with ministry. I don't want to be just used. I want to be pleasing every time the father sees me. And so the only way to do so is that I got to reflect him. And the only way to reflect him is that I got to look like him. That's the only when he comes. What? He, we shall know him for we shall be like him. Well, to be like him, I got to be wrapped in glory. I got to be wrapped in glory. And the only way to be wrapped in glory, I got a hunger and I got a thirst so bad that I don't want to be Dwayne. I want to be Jesus. And that takes transformation. Daily transformation. When you see all of the greats of God, they went through transformations. Abram to Abraham, Sariah to Sarah, Jacob to Israel, Saul to Paul. But even you and I got to go through a transformation from sinner to saint. Don't tell me I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, I'm not. I'm a saint. The sinner part shouldn't even apply to me. Bible said, don't even let that shouldn't even come out of my mouth. The spirit of sin should nowhere be amongst us as becoming saints. But that old religion will tell you that's what you are. No. It sounds good, but it ain't good. It ain't godly. Glory don't allow sin in his presence. That's why the blood of Jesus that speaketh the better things than that of Abel, he doesn't speak sin. He speaks covered in glory so that the Father can embrace us. You got to be willing to be transformed. And when we get stuck in stubbornness, which is as idolatry, it doesn't allow ourselves to be transformed, people. God has a greater call for us and a greater usage. And it's going to require you and I to embrace a greater weight of glory. And that greater weight is going to transform us. It's going to shift us. It's going to shift you. Some of us have already started undergoing this shifting. Well, all of a sudden, your nights are interrupted. 
and you wonder, what's going on? It's because where you used to sleep, I want to talk. All of a sudden, things are different. You used to do this, but now God is calling you to do that. It doesn't feel the same because he's shifting you. I used to get out of the truck when my wife and I would pull up coming home from school, but now she has to get out the truck because that's prayer time for me. All of a sudden, in the garage, by myself, oh, goodness, God, okay, let it be done. I used to pray in the chair, but now it's, it's in the truck. It's in the car. Okay, God, let it be done. Let it be done. But I'm seeing manifestations. I'm seeing glory. Let me share this with you. Brother Matt, you, you, who else can come on up because I'm, I'm, I'm finished. I have a lot of downtime at my job. And uh, y'all going to laugh when I tell you this, but we, we've kind of got this custom. We play dominoes. <laughs> Teachers, you know, on free time, we play dominoes instead of playing it. But, hey, that's one of the perks. And we pretty intense games. And so one of my coworkers said, McCoo, he said, Coach, he said, uh, you come on, sweet. He said, he said, Coach, you gonna, he said, don't you come up here and start jinxing the game because you're finna call it. And every time you call it, 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 it works in your favor. I said, son, you better recognize glory. I said, you just gotta recognize the power of the favor. And so he he he's like, man, he said, he like, I said, you you nervous. I mean, I'm messing with it. You're nervous, huh? And so the point is. Is that he said, man, he said, man, every time you say something, doc, he said, man, you got power when you coach. I said, doc, that's the glory of God. But the point is, God is slowly moving him, drawing him because he wants to know how it works. My other co-worker's son was on the point of brink of death. He cried, had to cry, had to leave the leave job. But we cried out unto the father that, no, this would not end in death, but that his grandson is coming home. So what I'm trying to tell you is that we're moving in the glory of God. We're moving in it in public school systems. We're moving in it. I now can step in between fights and altercations without having to do this. I can speak to it and it gets settled. At one point, now I had to physically restrain, but now I can step in and speak to it. My wife can tell you when we had to speak, give words to kids, give words to kids, and they'll come to, they'll leave my class, and maybe two hours later, go to her class, and they'll begin to testify, or vice versa, begin to testify of what's taking place in the public school system. Why? Because we understand that where we go, the kingdom of God has come. Favor goes everywhere with us. Ain't nothing special about us. We put our shoes on, or at least I struggle with mine, but we put ours on one foot at a time. But what is it? I just crazy enough to cry out for what I see Jesus had. I'm going to share this with you. Well, how did you get to that point, Brother McCool? And I'm going to share this with you. God would be wrong, Sister Vicky, to ask me to do what Jesus did. And not give me what Jesus had. 
Now you think on that for a minute. See, somebody ought to have been jumped on top of this roof. Did he not ask me to do what Jesus did? Well, you got to give me what Jesus had. If it not, it would be impossible and unfair. Whew. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. So if you want me to do what Jesus did, you got to give me what Jesus had. And it's available to us. You just hunger. And so what I learned what Jesus did, Jesus knew every time when he ministered and when he finished ministering, he delighted in turning his face back to the Father. He escaped the crowd and went up to the mountains. He escaped the crowd and went back in private. He loved being with the Father. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hunger, 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 thirst and hunger, thirst and hunger. Ha! Lose yourself in him. Lose yourself in him. Hunger. Hunger. We just got through singing, I'm willing to become undignified. Come on. Come on. Come on. Prove. Come on. Ha! Glory to God. See, right now the enemy is trying to show you all the things that's holding, or the things that's supposed to be against you. God said he knows what you have need of. First seek me. First seek me. First seek me. And my righteousness, hunger, hunger. He called Rebbe so Thank you, Lord. Hunger, hunger. Hunger, 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 oh, hunger, come on, hunger, come on, hunger. She go boho, shit, that a boho, yeah. Lord, it's your way for she to roba, rebe so to shape it, yeah. Hunger, hunger, hunger. This couple right here in the middle, I, I don't, I, I, I guess it's for you, and I have to say that because I looked here in the middle, that's the beginning when I begin to see it. I begin to see uh, accounting lines. 
And I began to see things moving and shaping and numbers were shifted and shaping up. And the numbers were shifting and shaping up were bringing corrections and order to number lines, to, to, some, to, to some financial order for you guys. And it was going to be a blessing to you. Struggle not on the thought of how it's going to happen. Watch God. Watch God to begin to do it. Hallelujah. Watch God begin to do it. Regardless of whether it's your mistake or the mistake of someone else, it, that's irrelevant. Just watch God begin to do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just learning to wait on the Holy Spirit as he continues to move. One thing I love about this place, there are no rules. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Daddy. Sister Susan, I wanted to share this with you because I gave Apostle Clay a word pertaining to this before I, to him, before I knew he was not be here, uh, that the glory of the Lord was going to overtake him and was going to shift him into another man, even to a point he was going to become, be a new man, even like, whoo, you're going to be like, whoa, amazed, like, wow, he was going to be a whole other man, even in that, be just like he did with the Apostle, I mean, with the... Uh, with, with Saul, when he got amongst the company of the prophets, the Bible says he got amongst the company of the prophets and he was turned into another man. The God shifting was going to do him the same way. And so I just wanted to give that word to you in, in, in its confirmation as to what's going to be taking place in your household again, even the more. And so I bless God for you. I bless God for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands. Father, Dad, I have given your word, and I patiently Daddy, just wait as you move forward in this place. And Father, I release all that you've put in my being. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I give you praise. You get all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.